0: hello everyone and welcome back to the letters to myself podcast honestly this is the second time i'm recording this because i feel like the first time really flopped for some reason i don't know why but we're gonna try this the second time around uh so i hope everybody's been having a really great month of august this month for me has honestly been really good it's been amazing you know we were in leo season i'm a leo you know leo stellium so of course i'm gonna have a good time and honestly this year i had the best birthday that i've had I think since I was a child, I'm gonna be honest with you, because I usually have such a terrible birthday and I'm always the girly that will cry on her birthday and will be just so down. I don't even know why. It's just the the um the disappointment that happens on your birthday or like the expectation, I guess. But I feel like now as I'm getting older, I and since practicing, you know, a lot of gratitude and appreciating the simple things, I have had the best couple of weeks. Ever. I felt so loved. I felt so grateful for all my friends celebrating with me. And even though on the literal day, I worked super late. It was what happened after that was just so amazing. So I'm, I take back what I say about birthdays and I am now a birthday lover instead of a hater. So that's been one really great thing that's happened to me this month um what else did i do i also went to a winery or like i did a wine tour for the first time i had been to a winery last year once but i went to niagara on the lake and i had a really great experience i tried ice wine for the first time i had never tried ice wine and honestly i just feel like i'm becoming more of a wine girl you know vodka is still my drink of choice all the time vodka tequila i love a clear alcohol but I am really liking getting to know more about wine and how they pair with certain things. And I just feel like, especially this summer, I've just been drinking a lot more wine as opposed to other kinds of liquors. I mean, don't get me wrong. I won't drink wine at the club, but um, yeah, I just, I really want to learn more about wine. Honestly, I would even take a course on it. I think it's so fascinating to hear about where the wines come from, to learn about the different tastes and to be able to like distinguish between, you know just like a Chardonnay and like a Pinot Grigio. I don't know, like before I wouldn't even be able to know the difference between the two. I would just say, no, I'll drink anything. And now I've realized that I'm not a red wine lover. I don't like red wine. I'm a white wine girl or a rosé girl. And I like them a little bit sweeter, but I really like a dry, crisp wine in the summer, like a really nice cold white wine. Anyways, not that it really matters, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So August has been a great month. We're heading into September, last month of summer. A lot of things are changing i'm excited because i'm going to greece next month just for a week um but hopefully i'll have something to talk about that um and then before we get into today's episode which is going to be a combination of topics that kind of carry on from my last episode which was about gratitude and rewiring negative beliefs it honestly did really well a lot of people listened to it it was received pretty well compared to other things i've talked about so um i'm just gonna continue on with that and discussing things that i'm actually genuinely interested in such as you know being being your best self gratitude becoming the best version of yourself and manifestation before we get into that a bit of a book update so i my room books that i've read i think since the last time i published which was august 12th so i've read night crawling by leila motley i gave it a five out of five on goodreads i think it was a great book I also read uh, No Longer Human by Osamu Dazai, and I rated it a two, sorry, actually a three, but I would give it a two out of five, and I actually did not enjoy it. Um, I had been wanting to read this book for a long time because it's being pretty hyped up. Like, I see it everywhere when I go to Indigo or to chapters, and I also see a lot of people posting about it on TikTok, so I tried to read it because I think it was in that genre of, like, the depressed young person genre kind of like my year of rest and relaxation that's what i kind of thought it was like but from a guy's perspective but i didn't actually know that the book was written in 1948 and so the author actually died in 1948 so this is not a modern book this is an older book by a japanese author and i i didn't enjoy it not because i don't think the writer has talent obviously they are but you know the the protagonist basically puts on a mask to who he really is and he feels like he's not normal and he really isn't but he's just an overall shitty person and the way he talks about women in the book is very it was hard to digest you know like i can handle a lot when it comes to reading books i mean i read a little life without flinching and that was a very traumatic book but the the language and the way he does not see women as human um is just I was not able to empathize at all with the character and it it left a sour taste in my mouth. I'm not detracting from the fact that the author is talented. It's just when, you know, it's hard to read something like that. And I I just felt like, is this the author's thoughts? Like I I can't tell, it it was blurring a little bit too much for me. And so I didn't enjoy it, but I can appreciate the author's talent and I still would like to read um, their other books. So that's kind of my two cents on that. I just really didn't like it. If you liked it, good for you. I'm glad I didn't spend money on buying the actual physical copy. I just bought the Kindle version. Next, I read my second Agatha Christie novel, which was Murder on the Orient Express. Of course, I'm starting to get into mystery, and I'm really excited to read more in the fall. I feel like fall time is when you want to read a good mystery, when it's cloudy outside. So I obviously loved it. It's a classic book. I had forgotten who the culprit was and so forth. And then finally, I read Bliss Montage by Ling Ma, which is basically a collection of short stories, Um, and I gave it a 5 out of 5 because I absolutely loved it, and I'm excited to read their other book, which is called Severance. So that's pretty much it. And then right now, I'm currently reading Selching Towards Bethlehem by Joan Didion, second Joan Didion book I'm reading, and then The Better Half by Ali Frank, which was like a Kindle recommendation because it just came out this year. So that's pretty much it for updates. So the topic of what I wanted to talk about today, I feel like I did touch on it in last episode because it does have to do somewhat with rewiring your negative beliefs, but I really wanted to touch on self-concept and embodying a state of who you want to be and who you are trying to attract. So this kind of goes like all together as a little package when you're working on yourself and you're trying to become the best, most happy, confident version of yourself. But what is self-concept? So self-concept is basically, I mean, it's in the word, it's the way we view ourselves, the way we perceive ourselves and what we think about, you know, the person that we are. So I think it's a little bit different than what, you know, what we think others think of us. It's more about the way we carry ourselves. And you know, when nobody's watching, when nobody's around you, what what ultimately do you think about yourself? How are you carrying yourself that shows that you have, you know, the confidence in who you are? I mean, that's that's at least what it means to me. Now, of course, the older you get, the more confident you're going to be. If you're super young, you know, we're all insecure um, when we're teens and and young adults. And, you know, of course I have for sure insecurities. We all have insecurities. But I really feel like this year, i have worked on my self-concept to the point where even if i have an insecure day even if you know something goes wrong for me or i'm rejected uh, my self-concept has been built up so much that it doesn't affect me as much as it would in the past and i think so highly of myself that if somebody else you know isn't respecting me i don't get i mean i will get offended if it's somebody i care about but i don't let it get to me as much as i used to because i know who i am deep down and i know the value that i have as a person so it's all about kind of developing that it's done in a myriad of different ways one of them was rewiring your negative beliefs because of course that will allow you to see yourself in a different light but there are so many different other things we can incorporate into our lives in order to build up this self-concept. Just to touch on a few, of course, um, you know, doing, doing the groundwork, journaling, maybe going to, maybe it's going to therapy, maybe it's positive self-talk or doing some affirmations and, you know, continually repeating them to yourself in the mirror. Maybe it's um, you're being more consistent and you're working towards goals that embody who you're trying to be and to be the person that you respect. It's really a combination of everything. But to me, it's a little bit different than self esteem, because self esteem, I feel like still includes others. Whereas self concept is something that is is developed, I think, in isolation, it has nothing to do with how how am I being perceived by others? It has to do with how am I perceiving myself as the person I am today? And what am I doing to uphold the standards I have set for myself? It's kind of like that. And if you have a high self concept of yourself, you're not going to let things break you down. And of course it's, as I say with everything, it's easier said than done. And I'm definitely not a perfect person. You know, I struggle with things all of the time. I'm, I I consider myself an emotional, a very sensitive person. So I do let things get to me, but building up my self-concept has allowed me to bounce back. And it's really all about developing resilience when it comes to things, developing resilience to the circumstances and to your environment and to the things that happen to you. So that deep down at your core, you know who you are and you stay grounded and you stay solid in those values and in the person that you are. So just as an example, if I compare myself to last year again, which I call my terrible year, I mean, it started getting better after this in September, actually, my year started getting better last year, but I had very low self-concept. And what I mean by this is I would think that I didn't deserve things. So if something bad happened to me, instead of saying, okay, terrible circumstance, you know, I'm going to move on from it. I would think, okay, this happened to me because I didn't deserve this, you know, like, or I must suck. And this is why I didn't achieve X. Or, you know, if I got into an argument with somebody, oh, it's my fault. I'm a terrible person. Whereas now it's like, if I get into an argument with somebody, I want to work it out. I want, I, it's not my fault. It's not their fault. I'm going to work it out between us. That's just a simple concept. Um, Getting into a more specific, I guess, area of life for relationships or even romantic life. You know, in the past, if something didn't work out, I would be so upset. It would completely ruin my, my confidence. I would, you know, I'd be ruminating about it forever and say, you know, is it me? Is it my fault? Is it, you know, what have I done? And of course, if you genuinely have done something bad, you should take accountability. But I'm saying in, in the sense of not having the confidence, um, to realize that it really wasn't you, things like that just happen. And now, you know, if I'm rejected or something is not favorable for me, I just brush it off. You know, I take a second and I'm like, okay, but that has nothing to do with my self-worth. That has nothing to do with who I am as a woman. And I know that I deserve the best. And so this is not going to affect me long-term. And so it's that kind of bounce back that is different in the way that I would have handled things before I had built up my self-concept. Or even, you know, if I was the one, you know, rejecting somebody or holding a boundary or letting somebody know, you know, respectfully, I want to end our, friend- our friendship, our whatever, acquaintanceship, whatever, whatever relationship we had. In the past, I'd feel so guilty after, you know, I'd be hit with so much guilt. Maybe, you know, I think maybe it was my fault. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have been too hasty to hold my standards, you know. Um, and now it's just this unwavering, um, I'm trying to find the word for it. It's, It's not wavering my demeanor, my attitude towards things stays steady. And I don't doubt myself because I know that I won't tolerate being treated a certain way because my concept of who I am states that I will not tolerate somebody treating me that way. Does that make sense? And so it goes for anybody, but To build up a self-concept, you really have to believe in your worth. It comes from a place of worthiness. And if you don't believe that you are worthy of something, it's really going to cause a lot of barriers in your life. It's going to cause, um, It's going to cause problems with anything you're trying to manifest, whatever it is that you are trying to manifest, because you don't believe that you are worthy of getting it. And so it doesn't matter how much work you put into it. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. You know, you can feel the feeling if you at your core do not believe you are worthy of achieving it, then you will never achieve it or you will, but there will always be something off about it. You know, you're never going to get your dream relationship if you don't think you're worthy of your dream relationship. You're never going to get your dream job and have your dream career if you don't think you are worthy of your dream career. And so if the the concept you have of yourself is firm and it is strong, then of course you're going to attract these things to you because you know it is your right and you deserve them in this lifetime, you know? Not to get all preachy, but like, whereas before I would say, I would think that Um, you know, external circumstances had a lot more power over me. And if something didn't work out my way, it's like, oh, it's my fault. Now I'm like, no, no, I have a certain control over how things play out. No matter what happens, I still know I'm worthy of that and I'm going to get it in another way. And so it motivates you to continue going after what you want. Um, whereas if you don't have a built up self-concept and you don't have the respect for yourself, you're never going to get there because you're going to either give up or you're going to give in. Or you're going to stay in negative relationships that don't serve you or you're going to stay in the job that you hate and that's not to say that there aren't circumstances where somebody genuinely can't you know leave like there's abusive relationships there are people who need to work to put food on the table i'm not talking about those circumstances of course there's nuance with everything so you know I'm i'm not disregarding those experiences but i'm saying in the general sense if you build up your self-concept, you're no longer going to tolerate these things. And also when things happen to you, it's not going to affect your character. You're not going to question your worth as a person when things happen to you. Yeah. Got a little bit preachy over there. But yeah, so I I just find that as I'm, you know, working on myself, my my concept of myself is really getting so much higher. And the level of respect that I have for myself is so much higher than it was you know in the past i would not respect myself i had hatred for myself i don't know where it comes from a lot of us carry that from childhood from childhood wounds you know from trauma that we may have experienced but the regard that i have for myself now is is like how do i even explain it like queen status like i know the woman i am i know that i am a very valuable person that i am you know and i hold myself accountable and I hold myself to my own standards and they don't waver for anything, you know, and I have the confidence to uphold it because I'm constantly working on myself and I'm constantly embodying and trying to embody my higher self and the highest manifestation of the woman that I am. And that feels so good. And that feels so fulfilling compared to me chasing after, you know, something that I don't think I deserve or, me, you know, on one hand saying, yeah, I love myself. And then doing self-sabotaging and doing detrimental things that kind of don't match with the woman that I'm trying to be, you know, this goes for anybody. So, yeah, one thing that has really helped build up my self-concept, aside from journaling, aside from affirmations has been, um, number one and i've talked about this before subliminals i love subliminals there is evidence that sublim you know if you look into subliminal advertising and how it affects us there is you know evidence that subliminals do affect us but as i've said before it's basically a video with um layered affirmations that are supposed to reach your subconscious and it's better if you listen to them at night or in the morning and i usually listen to them before bed but You know even if it's placebo effect i feel that they have worked because i mostly listen to the self concept ones i listen to the confidence ones and sometimes a little bit of physical aspects because i'm just working on clearing through some insecurities that i have about certain features we all have them but i genuinely now like you look at me now in august and you take me let's say last september and i genuinely feel like i have i i am like fully embodying my beauty and that I'm more charismatic and that the way I carry myself is so much more in service to me than it used to be. And I genuinely feel like subliminals, whether it's a placebo, that's like amplifying what I want, um, have really, really helped me so much and not for everybody. I know for some people they're like, Oh, like subliminals don't work for me. I feel Feel like they do honestly i genuinely feel like they do i listen to just a couple every night and it's like a great way to de-stress to get ready for bed they're super relaxing and then i you go to bed and you you know envision th- your higher self this can also be done on walks so you know i used to only listen to podcasts on walks but now i do as well listen to music while i'm walking and i envision what I want to achieve, who I want to be the person I already am. And I try to get hyped about it and get really happy and excited about it. So that's a, another really great way, but yeah, in, in, just in general to build up your self-concept, you really have to emphasize self-respect. You really, really have to work on the way that you see yourself. You have to do the self-esteem work. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and work and, 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 acknowledge everything that you might not like about yourself and throw it out and let it go and realize that you you really are the main character in your life and you have to prioritize yourself and respect yourself honor yourself honor your body honor who you are and realize that you are an extremely important and valuable person and you know you're always there's always going to be people who disrespect you who you know screw you over that you cannot escape external circumstances your external circumstances are not escapable unless you lock yourself in a prison cell but the way you react to it and the way you you know the way that it affects you is ultimately what matters you know if somebody screws you over. You can cry about it. You can freak out. You can question your worth. But if you respect yourself and you know who you are deep down and you know, you didn't deserve it, then it's not going to affect you. You're going to brush it off and say, well, whatever, who cares, whatever their loss, their loss. That's how I look at it. If somebody was an asshole, their loss, do not let it affect you go about your day, buy yourself a little treat do a meditation, go out with your friends, party, have fun. They're lost. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) So that's all I think I'm going to say in terms of, I think, self-concept. It's, it's such, honestly, it's such a big topic, but, and, and, and also the thing is to some people, Sometimes people get uncomfortable when you talk about this because they might be working through their own insecurities and they kind of question you and they might think, you know, you're putting yourself on a pedestal. And honestly, it's not true. You're not putting yourself on a pedestal by honoring yourself and by loving yourself more than anything. I I genuinely don't think so. Because when you love and respect yourself, you can also love and respect the people around you to a better degree. Right? Um, If you have a lot of hatred in your heart, that's going to reflect on the outside and it's going to impact the relationships you have on the external as well, right? We're all interconnected. Everything's interconnected and it starts within truly, honestly. Yeah. So that's kind of the first thing that I wanted to talk about. Okay. So the second thing that I want to talk about, and again, I've had to like re- re-record this so many times because I don't even know how to word it but basically one thing that I've found within the past year and a half that has really really helped me on my journey to becoming a very embodied woman and into being in tune with myself has been learning to really embrace the feminine qualities that I have and to realize that those qualities of mine are not to be ashamed of and that they are actually very big strengths And I'll explain a little bit more on that. But basically I I just feel like growing up I don't know if it's a generational thing um, as a gen said gen Z growing up, but um I always would feel ashamed of the qualities like my kindness my sensitivity my the soft-spoken aspect side of me, the tradition, the traditionally feminine side of me. I was always very ashamed of that because, well, A, it, it could be due to a trauma response from things that happened to me as a child that made me think I had to get rid of those qualities and not show any weakness. But B, it could also be because of the way we were kind of socialized in my generation to kind of almost shun these qualities a little bit and think that they are weak and that, you know, the only way to be strong is to be, you know, bold and assertive and and, and ambitious and and driven. and, And like, those are all really great qualities, but I had always just been so embarrassed of this softer side of me and this very sensitive side of me because in it's really portrayed as weak. Some of the time we see these more traditionally feminine qualities as weak, honestly and realizing that they are not weak, but that they are a strength has made me love myself even more and opened up a whole new side of things to me and helped in terms of my creativity and realizing that being nurturing and and being kind and loving and caring and serving others is very fulfilling to me in ways that I didn't know they could be. And just learning about that side of me and embracing her has helped me even more in my journey to becoming, you know, the woman that I want to be. Um, and growing up, not so much in the past couple of years, because the past couple of years has been kind of a mix of both of them, but especially growing up, I was always so proud of the fact that I'm super ambitious and I was so driven and it was very headstrong and I was very assertive. You know, like those were all things I would proudly talk about to people as what I, who I was, but I was always neglecting to talk about the other side of me that is very soft and that you know wants to be taken care of and given the space to create and to be nurturing and to care for others that side of me i was always ashamed to talk about because i felt that it was weak you know and that if i embraced this side of me it would make me weak and it would devalue the things i had worked so hard for really as people as human beings we have a balance of this this energy within us. And I'm speaking solely, solely, not, not as the way people present themselves physically, but on an energy kind of level, the traditional characteristics we associate with masculine versus feminine. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I've really, really come to appreciate the side of me and it's allowed a lot of my relationships to flourish, but it has allowed me to, to engage in self-discovery and to just not be feel guilty anymore for having these, these aspects of myself, it's really, really helped me on my journey to self-concept and realizing that you are allowed to have both of these qualities. I think the key is just not to shun any parts of yourself and to really reevaluate why you may be ashamed of certain characteristics that you might have and, and delve into why it makes you feel that way, you know, because for the longest time, it just wasn't clicking for me. You know, I would never feel shame about the anger that I had. I would never feel ashamed about the drive that I had because those were positive qualities to me, but I would always feel very ashamed of, um, my sensitivity. I would always feel ashamed of my ability to just love things so deeply and to want to care for others and even selflessness, because I feel like I'm very, moved by doing acts of service to others and by helping others. I felt so ashamed of that. Um, But after embracing it, it has improved my life tenfold because you just realize that these are parts of you that you should embrace and that you should cultivate and develop. And I feel like now I'm so much more of a creative person. I'm a lot more creative. I'm, I'm leaning into creativity. I am leaning into my sensuality, which is something, again, I was so ashamed of when I was younger, again, partly due to maybe trauma or, but embracing these sides of yourself and realizing that they are a part of the essence of who you are. It really helps you come into your own. And I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that has struggled with this. I I mean, I'm not, but you know, I, I don't know if anybody else has felt this way, particularly, particularly if you are a woman that has struggled to embrace her feminine qualities, because she feels like they are very devalued in, I guess, this, this real, whatever world we live in right now. Um, and again, I say this as somebody who is very, very career driven. So don't get me wrong. That's, you know, my point is not to say that if you don't want that it makes you weak or that if you do want that, it makes you weak. It's just to say that we have to embrace this duality within us. And once you embrace the duality, Your life really does improve and you're able to accept yourself fully 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 and yeah i'm really interested honestly in in womanhood and in you know embracing femininity that has really been central to my life as well for for about the past year and only positive changes have come from it um because again as i've said in the past i had shunned these qualities and thought it made me weak and thought that you know it's, it only, I should only really appreciate the other aspects of myself. Again, like ambition and and so forth. Not that, and I'm again, I'm not saying that I'm, please do not misinterpret my words to think that one is wrong, the other is wrong, or that, you know, big ambitious is not a feminine quality. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying from a traditional perspective is that, you know, I always felt so ashamed of those other aspects of myself and now I don't and it's really helped me along my journey. Um, yeah, (laughs) probably going to be misinterpreted because whenever I discuss this with, with certain people, like it depends on the person I'm discussing this with, but some people get it and then some people will be like, huh, what are you talking about? So it's definitely difficult when I say this, especially as somebody who has per like been, super feminine her whole life in the terms of the way i present myself like wearing lots of dresses like being really girly like of course if i say to people oh i was struggling with the feminine side of myself for the longest time they're gonna be like what do you mean but it's it's not about the external presentation it's about what's happening on the internal is that i always just felt like you know working myself to the bone and exhausting myself and being relentless and being ruthless like i like looked up to those traits when i was younger and Now I'm like, well, what about kindness? What about softness? What about love? What about, you know, there's room for that. I want to be soft. I want to experience being soft. I want to experience being taken care of. I embrace all those aspects of myself and, you know, I can be, this sounds like so like insane, but like I can, I can be everything. You know, you don't have to choose one and you don't have to choose between one life or the other. You can have it all. You can have everything. As long as you are confident in the person that you are. That's what I wanted to say. Oh my God. I feel like I can never word things the right way. It's so easy when you're having conversations with your girlfriends and like, they just understand. But then to, to talk about that, like on a podcast and then there's so many people from different walks of life listening to it that could misinterpret it and take it the wrong way. It's just like so stressful, which is why in the like it's so daunting to even make a podcast in the first, honestly. But I really want to talk about the things that I'm passionate about. And this is one of those topics. And this is one of the things that has really helped me on my journey to self discovery. And I'm honestly really excited to read a lot more books on femininity and embracing the feminine. Like I'm very excited to read more books on that and to cultivate that even more. Um, like I just love every aspect of the woman that I'm becoming. And it's just such a journey. It's such a beautiful journey. And it's even more beautiful when you have other, other women to go on that journey with you. You know, I think that's going to be it. I honestly wanted to talk about embodying states and states of mind, but I don't think we have enough time for that. So that will probably be for next week's episode. But yeah, if you if you liked this this episode, please follow me, rate me on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. That's where I have most of my audience. Uh, let me know if you want me to talk about something specifically. And I'm honestly really interested in, I, I, I feel like I'm really getting into talking what I'm really passionate about. And um, yeah, so I'm gonna probably be talking about this a lot more in the future, just because it's a journey that I'm currently on and I want to, I guess, help others, so. I don't know if I'm even helping anybody, but honestly, mostly it's helping me. So <laughs> it's like live journaling anyways. Um, but again, thank you so, so much if you're listening to this podcast. Um, again, this is for everybody. Like my, my podcast is not just for women. Like it's for literally anybody. So if, if this resonates with you, take it. If it doesn't resonate with you, don't take it. I think there's, again, nuance to literally everything, like everything has nuance and nothing is black and white and anything can be interpreted in different ways. So anyways, yeah, if you have a differing opinion, totally okay with me. My opinion changes so much. Like my opinion has changed so much from last year. I listened to some episodes that I made. I look at my journal entries from last year and I'm like, literally what the fuck was I thinking? So yeah, we all change, but this is just like the journey I'm on right now and It feels really good and I think I'm at the happiest I've ever been honestly and I'm finally following you know creators that resonate with me and I'm finally you know finding like passions and interests that you know I never would have had if I hadn't gone on this journey of self-discovery. So yeah Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your August. Uh, Hopefully I'll be back soon with another episode and yeah thank you so much for listening. Bye.